Okay, it's episode 20. Can't believe it's already the 20th episode, guys. I'm talking about tips for first-time home buyers today. We just purchased a home, and even though we decided to have our home built with KB instead of purchasing a resale, I still wanted to share my experience with house hunting and working with my lender and real estate agent and all that good stuff. So first, you want to decide how much can you afford. Work out your budget and see how much money you have in your budget for monthly mortgage and utilities. You can go on Zillow to a house you like, and if you scroll down, there is a mortgage calculator, and that's a good way of seeing what your money can get you. And you can even change the numbers and just mess around with um, all the different numbers and percentages there so that you can get a better idea of where you're at as far as being able to afford a home. Next is choosing a neighborhood or a city. This was determined on what we could afford rather than, you know, where we wanted to live. It was, you know, what we could afford that was still within commuting distance to my husband's job. We chose a slightly further city than we had originally planned to move, I think by about 10 miles or so, so that we could have more home for our money. Um, but I do recommend checking crime. That was a big deciding factor when we were choosing between a few towns. You can type in whatever city you're looking at and then crime in Google and various websites with crime reports and statistics, you know, statistical information as far as um, what type of crimes will pop up. I also checked the local mom's Facebook group to see what the vibe is there and how community oriented it is. What does that town have to offer my family and are there many kids activities or will we be bored out of our minds? Is there a big um, involvement with the city as far as putting on community events and a good recreation program, a good parks and rec program? Make sure you love the town you choose to move to. I feel like I made the right decision because I can't wait to move to my new town and hang out with the moms and the group and do everything the town has to offer. And you want to feel that way when you move. I'm already kind of like, uh, I don't want to move away from my family, away from my mom, away from everything that is so comfortable. Um, but I feel like we chose the right place because I'm excited instead of scared and sad. So make sure you pick a good city. A city that you could be excited about anyways. Be prepared for the process to take a while. I've heard from some real estate agents and have even read this on Zillow that the average time to find a house is four and a half months. So if you need to be out of your house and are thinking of purchasing in a month or two, uh, you're already behind. So get started ASAP or if you have um, you know, a certain time of the year where you're planning on purchasing, you're going to want to get started at least four and a half months before that time, not like the month of you think you're going to purchase and think it's all gravy like we did. Um, now that this doesn't mean it will take that long to find a house you want to make an offer on, but to find a house you want to make an offer on and actually get it. 
We started looking in October, I believe, and at that point we were ready to purchase, so we were actively looking. We had planned to purchase in December, January, because we knew prices were typically lower for homes during winter. That was like the off season. Spring and summer are the busier months where home buyers are more likely to sell because there are more buyers looking, so we were trying to avoid that time. Uh, we thought we were going to be smart and, and um, easily find a home because we were ready to buy when other people weren't interested yet. Well, I guess lots of other people had been doing their research too because we kept getting outbid or someone would beat us to it before we could even get back home from viewing it and they already had an offer in. We didn't anticipate that that would be our problem. I know investors were also in the area because two of our offers were declined over, you know, for a cash offer. They accepted the cash offer. So we knew that there were investors in the area and they probably knew that they could get a better deal in the winter too. We were looking for a home that was about 70 miles north of us. So driving up to a house that went on market wasn't, an e wasn't as easy as taking a quick drive to it. We had quite the drive to make on top of finding childcare or taking the kids with us and putting them through the ringer. I was exhausted and after looking and looking and looking and either getting outbid or my husband deciding after I had gone all the way up there to go check it out that he didn't like it after all, one of the reasons we just went with building a new home was the ease of being able to choose our lot and choose our plan and then relax while the home is built. I don't have to worry about home hunting anymore. That tells you something. I thought it would be fun and seeing the first few homes was fun, but then it just drags out and you will experience burnout and high emotions as you go through the roller coaster of thinking you found your house, but being disappointed when the offer does not go through. Some people get lucky though. I don't want to doomsday you, but if you live in a busier area like I do, be prepared. I got so sick this past winter and I think it's because of the stress on my mind and body from house hunting. So just be prepared for the task. And yes, it's fun, but just know it's, um, it's a marathon. You need to just go slow and steady. Paperwork. There are so many documents that the bank or mortgage lender needs for pre-approval and then actual loan approval and then underwriting, you know, just all of these things. And then closing, they'll need it all again. Save all of your papers and have them in an easy access location because you're going to need your W-2s from the past two years at least, your most recent pay stubs every time you need to update you know, every time they need to send off something, they need the most recent, like, I think, month of pay stubs, your retirement documents. Um, if you have a retirement account, you're going to need th those statements. You need bank statements, like all the stuff. Do not discard any of it. And be prepared to send over the updated pay stubs, like I said, and updated bank statements multiple times as they need the most recent statements when they send an application throughout the process. After you choose a home, be prepared for things to go very fast. There will be deadlines and you will need to get certain documents to certain people ASAP and it just seems like your life becomes you being a paper collector and revolves around buying a home like buying a home takes up all of your time so don't try to buy a home and also do something else it's just crazy get your credit and debt in order 
before you say, okay, I'm ready to buy a house. Have your debt paid off before you begin. You will get a better interest rate on a loan with good credit, like a 740, that would be perfect. This is important because it will increase, not increase, it will decrease your overall loan amount, which will result in a smaller monthly mortgage payment, which is what we're going for. Pay off all debt that shows up as a negative on your reports. This may come back to bite you in the butt regardless of what your mortgage broker initially says, like it did for us. It wasn't a problem that we had three debts and collections at the start, but when it came to getting underwriting approval for loan approval for the builder, we had to pay those accounts off in full, which drained our savings a bit. And having unexpected expenses like that after you've already picked out your house and have your down payment saved up, well, now you're in a pickle, huh? So get all that sorted out beforehand. And regardless, if someone will say, no, it's not going to be a problem, don't believe them, just get it, just get anything that can come to bite you in the butt later taken care of first. And of course, your real estate agent, you're going to want to pick one that you are comfortable with, someone that will advocate for you, someone that is understanding with your indecisiveness, a patient person, so patient. Um... I had my aunt as my real estate agent, and I was a little bit hesitant because, you know, sometimes working with family, you don't want to mix like business with your personal life, but it actually worked out really well. One, because, you know, she took it more personal, I think, working with family, making sure that she didn't put me in a situation that was going to put me in a bad spot. So it was nice having like the bond already there for someone that will fight for you. Um, and secondly, it was, I guess, easier to be more open with her about things. Like we would go and drive up and drive around for hours and hours and hours. And the next week we drive around and look at the new house we wanted to look at that just came out on market. And then we would say yeah I think we're gonna go for this one let's go check it out and then I'd come home and my husband would see the video that I took of the the walkthrough of the house and he'd be like no you know I don't think that's actually something that we want to go through and then I'd have to be like oh okay he doesn't like it after all so we just wasted a whole day basically and I would feel so bad saying that because I felt like I just wasted her time but she never once made me feel like I wasted her time or my time and she would just say, okay, we'll keep looking. And then she'd get right back to it and keep looking for houses. And so, yes, it's important to have a real estate agent that you feel comfortable enough with because, I mean, this is a big deal. It's a big purchase. You don't want to just go with the house that you feel obligated to go with. You don't want to go with the house because you feel bad that you drove around all day and now you feel like you have to go see the house you said you were interested in. Um, someone who isn't afraid to say, hey, we can't commit to a contract that you are saying needs to be closed in 30 days. Uh, you know, it's just not in my client's best interests. Someone willing to get you in there to see a home right away. So you have a good shot at being the first one with an offer in. Someone who isn't afraid to haggle a little bit. 
and they should be able to give you their honest opinion on whether they think the home would suit your family's needs, no matter how fabulous or interesting the house is. We went to go see a historical landmark home that was kind of in our price range, a little bit, a little bit over, but the house was super cool. I mean, to pass it up would have been, I mean, not that it would have been stupid. It wasn't the home for our, my family, for my little kids, but it was such a cool home. It was hard not to have our interests piqued and to slightly consider it. Those are my most important tips for you guys. Have as much fun as you can with it. Go in with low expectations when it comes to placing an offer. This will avoid major disappointment just in case. But stay positive and hopeful. I think I had my expectations a little too high and I would get really sad as if I had to mourn the vision I had made for that house to be our family home. It's tricky because you don't want to place an offer on a home you don't love, but you also don't want to become attached to it. That's the most difficult part of the whole process of house hunting. It's like you need to love the house that you're willing to put an offer in. And when you don't get it, it's like, okay, you have to go through a breakup. The rest, you know, the paperwork, formalities, that's overwhelming at times, but not as emotional as the actual hunting process. Once you at least know you got the house, you can celebrate and you can take a breath and you can take a break and you can be reminded of your future home as you struggle through the paperwork. You have that light at the end of the tunnel that gets you motivated to just persevere. If you would like to see my journey with my KB home, you can check out my YouTube channel or my Instagram page where I'm keeping you guys all updated through the process. And you can find them both under Turks and Chaos. My Instagram is at Turks and Chaos Podcast and my YouTube channel is Turks and Chaos. I'll leave the links below in the show notes. And thank you so much for listening. If this helped, leave a review, subscribe to never miss an episode. Have a great weekend, y'all.